Welcome to the Risk Report. This is episode number 90. And today I'm very stoked and very honored to have an incredibly talented musician, singer, songwriter, and a husband, <laughs> Mr. Matt Brown. What up? What up? <laughs> Bro, thank you. Thank you for doing this, dog. Of course. I appreciate it. Mm. I remember seeing you. I had known about you like through Instagram. I had followed you. Mm. I think already for like a year before I even moved out here. Or probably through the similar connections, you know, of musicians. Mm. And then started seeing you out at Hullabaloo and just being like in awe of all the talent that you were having coming on and then what you were doing, bro. Like it's so to be like for you guys to put me on Soul Fam and put me on that show, I was like, Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you personally, you know, because yeah, I really appreciate course, it. You're dope. I appreciate it. Cause you know, we go out there, we try it, and, and it's like I hadn't performed in two years. For real. Yeah. I hadn't performed in two years before that night. Oh. Yeah. Didn't feel like it. <laughs> no, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. But that's crazy how time is like that. For real. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask and see where you had your start with music and kind of get your story on how it all started for you. Because for you to be so attuned to it and for you to make this your livelihood, I feel like you got definitely an interesting journey yeah. with it. Yeah. my So my dad was a jazz pianist, played in church as well. So uh, <clears throat> growing up around that and just seeing him, hearing him on a daily basis, uh, just feel that really ingrained music yeah. in my mind yeah like tiger woods having his dad fucking play play golf all the time yeah you know yeah, exactly so like he yeah i would go up to the piano and he would show me little things here mm -hmm. and there and then eventually he got me a guitar when i was like 11 he got me my first guitar and then he saw that i was only playing the low e string Right. So he took that away and got me bass. Wow. <laughs> so, like, he, yeah. And then he so, just said, yeah, Go that's play special. And I was really bad. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you were a kid. Yeah, exactly. Didn't know what to do. It was, uh, it was fun, though. It was definitely what taught me how mm -hmm. to play the bass. Um, my aunt would literally turn down my bass amp when I hit a bad note. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would leave church crying. Yeah. yeah it was just. Yeah, it rough it's rough. It's intense. Like, come on. That Especially was... you're performing out there. Exactly. What was it? Every week? Every Sunday? Oh, yeah. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Friday probably nights. for a shit ton of people. Yeah. It was Friday nights, Sundays, uh, sometimes Tuesdays, sometimes Wednesdays. Anytime. They, they need you, and bro. Then choir rehearsal was on Saturdays. So it was. <laughs> And so that had you singing as well? No. Hmm. I, you didn't do a choir yet? I didn't sing until, I didn't try to sing until right after high school. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> so you were a little more confident in your abilities, I'd imagine, by then. No, not even. Not it was even? Just, <laughs> I was just starting and just yeah. trying to mm -hmm. hold a note. 
Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. But you had been playing, right? Yeah, I've been playing. So that helps out a lot, I yeah, think, just sure. being around it and listening to so much. But that's beautiful that you're able to share that connection with your father and that he had that understanding to, you know, go from the guitar to the bass just by mm-hmm. how he recognized how you were playing. Yeah. That's that's sick, man. He was very uh, aware, mm-hmm. like, of everything and like even with my little sister jasmine she doesn't play an instrument but he always would tell her that we need listeners mm. like just for him to say that to her to make her you know feel go included play. yeah and yeah yeah go awesome. be a part of it but, yeah. yeah wow yeah i've been noticing that that is something that really really talented musicians locally i've seen mm-hmm big start with the church oh yeah yeah. that band yeah Yeah. trey has a very similar he was playing in the in the church as well Mm -hmm. and last night cleo said her father's a pastor yeah yeah my grandmother is Mm -hmm. a pastor wow the church yeah holiness temple okay but um yeah playing in church like you never know what song is gonna come next or what yeah. Send the start in. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But at least those are like go. quick bursts of music, right? Yeah. It's not like a full, you know, two minute songs or whatever. It's like quick bursts and everyone's trying to sing along. Oh, I'd no, imagine. There would, would be, our services were very long. Hmm. So our songs would sometimes go on for like 10 minutes at a time. And it would morph into, morph into something else like what (laughs) wow it was it was yeah huh it's always fun uh my brother would be on drums uh my aunt on keyboard or organ and my dad on organ or keyboard like they would switch off and then my other cousin buddy he would be on keys as well and then his sister karina on percussion uh yeah wow <laughs> it's like a whole so a whole family ordeal yeah exactly. a whole family band yep and then everybody else in the family was in the choir yeah so, so. this was something that was kind of expected out of you or or was it just like hey you're you know this i don't is know if what it was we ever do. expected but you embraced it for sure yeah that's good yeah. I felt wow. like I could play a role. So, so when you got a little bit older, that was what you were saying, 10, uh, you, you were playing in the church? Or was uh, that 12? No, I was like 12. Yeah. 12. When yeah. you got a little older in high school, were you like starting to experiment a little more with your own music? Um, I was hanging with some friends that produced mm. and I would just watch them. But I never did anything really. And... I don't even know if they knew that I played in church. Right. Like, cause I was like fully athlete it. mode in high oh. school. So I, yeah. And what were you playing? Basketball? Basketball, track, Everything. football. Yeah. Nice. I did wrestling for two years. That's about it. I tried wrestling in ninth grade. I got a concussion. Like I remember it. I'm, <laughs> I remember hitting my head. Like, cause I wasn't, the coach was talking. Yeah. And I just got like swept off my feet like I, <laughs> and I hit my head oh, oh and it was ringing. Fuck? I was like, I can't do this. So someone did you dirty. <laughs> yeah, I, 
Damn. It was really intense. And then I quit when they made it um, six days. It was like already Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday. And then they're like, Saturdays, we're having clinics. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to go smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was a little. Wow. So you met up with these producers and that that kind of sparked up your interest to for you to make music or kind of lit the idea? Yeah, my homeboy, uh, Gabe, he actually, he gave me a cracked version of FL Studio mm. and then kind of like just taught me the little, little things because yeah. we listened to a lot of Jay Dilla and stuff like that. Yeah. So we were really heavy into like sampling old songs that nobody knew <laughs> and trying to flip it to... Mm-hmm whatever yeah. i still have a bunch of them on facebook like, wow hidden hidden away <laughs> so that's an awesome yeah. thing to find because you started really practicing I'll, I'll call it a more classical version of like playing music you know mm-hmm. structured yeah. more structured way of making music and then you find this thing yeah. at, a, at that age which is a company of age time and like an impressionable time and just having your understanding i'm sure that that kind of just clicked yeah it was it was it was fun yeah like just yeah my beats were really weird yeah of course <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta do because you gotta get those out of the way right you know yeah no but that's what's gonna that's what's gonna make it you and make it special yeah, exactly. because <clears throat> you know we're influenced by so much and what we produce is gonna is a reflection of all that that mm-hmm. kind of ties into your life. So I'm sure your music inevitably will have some sort of maybe gospelness to it, or you yeah, know, for sure, that it'll definitely have that within it, even though it's influenced probably by rock and other other things, right? Yeah. So, when did you start? When did that kind of change and start to be like? Um, what you're doing now um when i was in texas i was in school in texas for a little bit and just having the downtime to actually sit with like in front of the computer and mess with like the program and stuff like that and starting to actually try to put together songs like original songs and literally just putting myself out there mm-hmm. and i was recording youtube videos yeah really bad it. youtube videos is this early on in college yeah yeah nice. early on in college and it was just yeah should probably take them down just a little nah, <laughs> yeah but it's yeah yeah it was a that's a good journey. time that's a good time because i i was similar in that way where i'd <clears throat> record music mm-hmm like 15 16 and then 17 i kind of chilled in high school and then i went to college man and i was freestyling everywhere i went and that's mm-hmm. how people like i don't know that's how i could communicate with people in a sense yeah. i was real shy and, and go to these parties and then be not talking to anyone someone would play and i'd go wild in a freestyle and then that's how i'd meet people yeah. and that got me to making music so i know that music at that 20 year old time is it's very special yeah it's very special i was was so that's uh, when you like get that clear vision almost of oh this is what i gotta do 
that was so bold and just mm -hmm. showing myself sure like, of it yeah yeah yes <laughs> but 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 you weren't wrong you know yeah i'm, I'm glad i did it yeah because Stuck it just takes it. practice you yeah. know and and i i teach kids so i see kids that are get that down on themselves but i'll see their work and it's like man if you only knew you just gotta practice more and more and more and exactly. you'll never know you'll be better than me yeah. if you really fucking do it yeah, yeah. i give uh you lessons yeah so you I give have, lessons now yeah. i have a student she's pretty awesome she practices she's already playing and singing at the same time like, wow yeah she's wow. young yeah, that's a beautiful thing where you've gotten so good at something and and maybe I won't say mastered the knowledge you can you have, but we'll always keep growing. That's the yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. So you've mastered this knowledge and now you can pass it down to the next generation and they'll yeah. inevitably do the same thing. It's it's a pretty wild connection that music has in that way. Yeah. Or arts or just anything in general in life, I'm sure. Yeah. So in college, that's where you when you started. And gigs, did they kind of come naturally because um, you had already played? You had that background of playing in the church. No, I kind of when I got back to Florida, I met up with uh, my friend Gabe again, mm -hmm. and he was still making uh, beats and everything like that. Okay, and he introduced me to a bunch of other artists and. I actually joined, we actually like formed a little <laughs> little rap group called D-Sipes. So that's where like we really started. Uh, writing songs like that? Yeah, writing songs and then even performing mm. like these songs at little shows, open mics, showcases. Because in college they have those a lot battles. too. Rap battles, <laughs> yeah. Like it was. Talent yeah. show open mics at colleges are yeah. also, yeah. Then I was getting into a lot of um, beat battles. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They used to have beat battles at Propaganda. Yeah, because your beatboxing is on point, too. Or appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with um, Conflict Rhymes, Danny Fortune. Mm -hmm. Do you know D-Smooth? D-Smooth. I'm not sure I do. Or you got to meet him. I got to sure meet him. Will. I'm sure you will. He's hard to miss. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, he used to put on this... Uh, like just conflict rhymes it was called at propaganda okay and we used to go there all the time that was one of our like main places to go and some shows we would do like a live band maybe behind the players and i think that's what started me playing instruments more like mm. out and yeah. from there i met uh diego Who's using Soul Fan? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and then we formed a band called DMG. DMG. <laughs> yeah. And it was just our names Diego, Diego Matt, Matt Gabe. And George. Oh, George. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Diego came up with the name Distortion Made Good. So, okay. okay. <laughs> he loves doing the acronyms. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that was, that was fun. We had some. Uh, that's when we started gigging. Yeah. I would say that's when I first And when's gigging. this? Like, uh, still um, in college? College realm-ish, you know. <laughs> I was probably supposed to be in class, but 
Yeah. You had stuff to do, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, what was it? That was probably like 2000, 2010, 2011. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And then from there, I just bounced around band to band, then found I was working security at a gate, and a guy came through and he had like a bass cliff tattooed on his arm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you play bass? And he was like, No, I actually play guitar. I was like, <laughs> okay <laughs> he's like but uh i'm playing bass right now for my band because we need a bass player and i was like i play bass and then he's like what kind of music i was like oh, whatever whatever he's like oh we play reggae and rock and funk i was like i can do that he was like come through for auditions nice and i got it like i got the spot and this and is why like, you were DMG? This was after DMG. Okay. And then I got the spot in this band, and it was like actually like a functioning gigging band yeah. that had like gigs lined up like for Like they're months. ready to go, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, all right. And, they and just what were they called? Making Faces. Making Faces. And they just gave me this long uh, list of songs. <laughs> like, learn these. Learn these. Like, oh, God. <laughs> sick and thrown then right found, into it yeah and then they that's where i started singing more like full-on like leading songs and stuff like that and oh because they weren't the really singers from they needed a singer too them. huh <laughs> yeah i mean john was singing he's okay. the lead guy he's still they're still doing it wow like and i i played with them i played one gig with them this year actually oh that's sick but yeah Lately, I haven't been able to just schedules. Right. But um, they're still doing the thing. And that's where I really learned how to like gig. Like to so go being around thrown and right get into the it. stamina to do a four-hour gig. Wow. We had five-hour gigs that went from like 10 to 3 in the morning at these hole-in-the-wall places. Like it was, yeah. Holy was, shit. <laughs> And you that were not. Was journey. That, was, so, that was a lot. So you were playing music again. You were playing instruments again for how long? You want to say like a year? Um, when I got back from Texas, probably before this band, or how much time were you kind of more ingrained? That was probably with that? like two years. Okay. That was like bouncing from band to band, All trying right. to Until find you something. Really found it, and then making faces came along. So you had, you had prepared, but that does sound heavy. A four hour set, a five hour set yeah. Yeah. when you were probably doing what an hour it was, set. It was daunting. And I remember I've, I definitely forgot some songs. I remember we were playing that world of beer. Your aunt pulled up out of nowhere and lowered the bass. In those shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she might as well have. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little um, kid. That's crazy. Huh? We were playing that world of beer. I remember mm-hmm. in Coconut Creek. <laughs> we were up on top of the, you know, the top platform. I don't know yeah. if they still have it like that. But we were playing there and I remember it was like five songs in a row. And then I completely just forgot. I was like, But I did you what... freestyle it? Did you improv it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> 
But those situations but, probably get you are, better at that and too. And these are songs that I like. I may have heard one time here yeah, and there. It wasn't tough. really my genre of music. Like yeah. it was more on the punk side. Yeah. Of things. So I was like, okay, like I can try to follow this mm-hmm. or guess where mm-hmm. we're going. But yeah, I remember they came up to me mm-hmm. after the gig. They were like, "That was bad." Yeah. You yeah, that's to, hard to you hear. You need huh? to get your shit together, mm-hmm. or we're gonna find another bass player. I was like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and you got your shit they together. checked me real quick." Yeah, and yeah, yeah, man, it does I, seem like a very demanding thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, because you are doing what you love, but it's also like it seems like to get to that level that mm. you've gotten to now, you've had to make some sacrifices. Like you said, I should have probably gone to class. Bro, you had to do a five-hour set. (laughs) So it's crazy how life is like that, man, where it Mm -hmm. prepares you, you know, for what it is you got to do. Because I see you now. And we we should go and we, you know, people, I don't know how many people a night, 20 people a night come up with their phones and they're like, can you play this? And you'll listen to it for a little bit and you guys will play it. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have a good, uh, I like the synergy that we have, mm-hmm. me, Trey, and Matthew. Like, Matthew picks up on a lot of, like, all the songs real quick. And and he's got like, a good feel, voice, bro. Oh, yeah. You've yeah, got a great solid. voice, too, man. He's solid. Yeah. The, all, and then Trey, and Trey is Trey something. And Trey can <laughs> sing, dude. And he doesn't sing enough. Trey can sing, too. Man, I remember it's just he would do it a lot before i feel like i haven't seen him do that as much but playing and singing mm-hmm. the drums it's a sight to behold but that cat is next level with the drums man yeah he was using his elbows and whatnot all the things and cj from the show oh yeah i was yeah. that was incredible to watch too and to be yeah. a part of another church church guy. another church guy yes yeah, his his talks. father was telling me he's been doing it since he was a year old. He got him yeah. in the drums. Yep. Yep. And his father there supporting, bro. That's beautiful. It is. So this Soul Fam thing, when did that come about? That came about in 2018. And that was actually uh it started with just going to open mics. Like I would just Try to find places to play. This is when I was trying to do my own solo thing. So this is after Faces, Making Faces? I was still in, or, making, I was still in okay. making Faces, playing with them on the weekends. But I was still trying to branch out and do my own thing. I just started writing my own music, like in releasing it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I Googled, what do artists do? Right. <laughs> it was like, go to open mics. I was like, all right, yeah. cool. So... I was going to open mics and started running into people like the same artists at different open mics. Yeah. And then started talking to them and gelling, getting closer and closer. And then it was like me, Priya, Dre, uh, Dakota. Who else? There's a few others. But we would all like Dakota, just, the singer from the, that's been coming out to Hullabaloo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we would all just 
go to open mics all the time together mm -hmm. and it would be like a unit type thing diego was there too actually and um then the one that we would go to every monday night was c street cafe and it was hosted by reggie reggie allison plays sax ellison but um yeah that one it closed down because we had uh mattis got redone okay so shut down that sidewalk and then business just you know died wow. so the restaurant closed down so the open mic and was, was this gone. what were like on the east side or more of uh um where we're almost always the, at i want to say next to the library okay yeah so closer to the other side the other side yeah. in the middle yeah what's on the middle oh is it that one place that's got like a it's, you know, uh, all that green stuff or whatever. It's like empty. They turned it into a... Um, Look like some farmer's market looking thing. It might be. It's a lot of space. Yeah. Oh, no. It was across the street from there, okay. actually. Yeah. So in the smaller spot. They turned it into like some uh, Bitcoin thing for a second. Huh. I remember just seeing the Bitcoin logo That's all over the place. But, so, yeah. so SoulFam... Primarily West Palm area. Yeah, I would say there's most of us here in West Palm, but um, yeah, we took so me and Diego. We actually decided to start an open mic, and we went to Bradley's with the idea, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do an open mic on Tuesdays." Damn, and then that's when we like really started soul fam like really growing yeah you should and, do bradley's again bro because i haven't seen many people they, playing there no more anymore it's uh so in 2020 business went sour <laughs> <laughs> so in 2020 um we had a falling out with bradley's uh we wanted to during pandemic and George Floyd, okay. Maude Arbery, yeah. Breonna Taylor, like everyone that summer and all the countless others. Yeah. Um, we were being active, you know, doing our part to do what we can to make this like a livable world. Yeah. For everyone. You yeah. Know? And uh, so for the amp, we were going to donate the money that was put in the tip jar for the night. Like anything that was thrown in the tip jar would go directly to whatever cause we decided right. on. And we posted about it. And we were told by management that they don't want that around there, that they want to remain neutral. Like these were words in the text yeah, yeah. message that I got. From. And it was just like, yeah, I had to, wow. I sat with it for like <laughs> a little bit, hit up a couple of friends. Yeah. Like this is what just happened. Hmm. And it was actually another venue as well, but yeah, but Bradley's, that was, yeah. That was it for you. And but they man, I mean, down. sometimes you need that, that line that, you know, you won't yeah. cross. And that's admirable, man. Yeah. They even doubled down like on different things when we had 
conversations, just saying things that are way out of pocket. So the the vibe was just not. Yeah, it was never there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we can just, we're good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Rodney Mayo, he actually reached out and was like, hey, I hate that that happened to you. Because he was playing there or something? Huh? He was playing there? No, Rodney, he's uh, one of the managers top guys in the city of West Palm. Like he he's uh one of the owners of a subculture. Oh, okay. Group. So like all the blue capel, like all those places. Yeah, yeah. But um Here, let me... but he uh he reached out and was like whatever you need, we got you if you wanna uh put on an open mic thinking hella blue would be cool. And yeah. And they did it? Yeah. Dude, yeah. And took off from there. Because I've been wondering about that shit, about subculture, man. Yeah, they're dope. Like, they're they just, own they're all of that, awesome. and they're doing so much for the music and for the arts. Yep. And and they have uh, Helping Hands Hospitality, H3, which is like a nonprofit that helps the community and everything like that. And they've done major things i've seen them doing big things for the community yeah it seems like they are very community driven and how they also take care of their employees mm-hmm. and um yeah. give back to the employees in a sense yeah. you know yeah i've been really interested with the whole vibe of west palm mm-hmm. i came out here on a whim i was down in boca and you know had no people i knew up here and i mean i knew trey and lorenzo but they don't live here they live in boca yeah so i just came out here bro and i just happened to stumble upon you and soul fam and the subculture mm-hmm. and i'd really like to get linked up with the subculture because i feel like i got some something to offer or help out and yeah, be a part for sure. of for sure you know they have their uh they have a radio station i saw that i saw they have yeah. a radio station yeah yeah man. yeah so well <laughs> i'm just happy to Make be here connection. you know i think it's it's just whatever's meant to be it'll i'm i like to do things organically i don't bit. like to push on people or you know or ask too much or i don't even fucking ask but i didn't even ask to go <laughs> on the show i just happen to stumble on it and um but i, I do feel um i don't know warmth here it's like, oh damn! Yeah, I, I want to be a part of it and see what I what else I can offer for them too, and mm-hmm. help out all the skating because I've always followed my passions. Word. I've always, you know, like I teach skating still. I have that um, over here at Palm Beach, and my passions always drove my life. As yeah. as it sounds like yours did as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's tough for artists and musicians like us because we're we got the expectations of everyday life too, you know, of you went to college. So I'm sure it was like a thing where it's like, yo, you got to go to college. You got to get a good job. You got to get a degree. You got these expectations. And when you're that age and you're so driven by your vision of music and your passion, you're ready to risk it all, you know, (laughs) at that that point. So it's beautiful to see years pass like and mm-hmm. and just being a part of this journey, mm-hmm. so I'm stoked about that. 
Um, so soul fam, and it's just been kicking. So the pandemic was it, did it kind of hinder some business there or it was um, like, you guys were we still going. Kept in, we, I want to say we actually strengthened somehow during the pandemic because of the distance we learned how to communicate like, uh, virtually hmm. like in different ways, you know, we were hosting like a uh, live open mics on Facebook live, like type thing. It was, wow. it was pretty cool. Like the things that we were able to do while we were like in lockdown. Yeah. Stuff like that. All yeah. the different challenges that we were sending to each other. <laughs> yeah. Did a lot of push ups. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's interesting that the pandemic had that effect though on yeah. a lot, especially mm-hmm. music and creatively and stuff because people that had done all that stuff of, uh get the job and you know all this and then all of a sudden pandemic comes and all, now i lost my job you know i I'm, i lost my job bro and all these boards and shit i have around here yeah. i bought a bunch of skateboards and i started painting them and selling them Word. and that's what i did in the pandemic so i doubled down on the gotcha. on the realization that okay we have these skills i have this skill mm-hmm. and anything can happen where i could just get fired out of nowhere after working you know you got to always rely on yourself you know and um so that's sick that it's strengthened soul fam and i see it i see it today you know and that was definitely a time we just live streaming every day pretty much and those the live loop sessions did that kind of come about from the live streaming or were you doing Um, that before no, I was doing that at my gigs. Like I would that's how I play like all my gigs. I would just loop and accompany myself, build the song. But um the YouTube The YouTube thing. Stuff, yeah. yeah. That was actually my guy Rob, he was uh he pulled up to a few of my shows and just recorded me and then he actually has control of my YouTube and is an awesome oh, job, that's like, great! Cleaning dude. it up. <laughs> I feel like I need making that, it dude. function. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, this. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that's all rough. I feel like that helps that. out a ton, and we yeah. need that. But yeah, those live loop sessions are sick, man. Appreciate. It. Um, I was gonna say, dude, whoever was the videographer for your wedding um, that I saw on the oh, Instagram, that was... that's who you need to have make your music yeah, videos, bro. Wolf and Coat. Wolf there, and Co. Yeah. Wolf and Co. Studios. Yeah. But they were awesome. They were great. Yeah. And then Michael Fowler on the photos. Yeah, they got some. Which, congratulations. <laughs> is, is it fairly recent, the getting married? Yeah, July 18th. Wow. Coming up on Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. That's beautiful. And how was the wedding? It was amazing. It was yeah. exactly as it should have been. Should have been? Yeah. That's beautiful. It's perfect. It was... Uh, it was rainy in the morning, mm-hmm. so it pretty much just came and cooled everything down because it was in Aruba, so it was hot. Wow. And uh just cooled everything down. There was a nice little overcast. The rain made the sand a little bit more walkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, less, you know, nobody's shoes got messed up. Wow. So, <laughs> like, it was exactly as it should have been. 
it's perfect. God, God stepped in that day. I was like, exactly. all right, we're making yeah. this nice, nice union. Yeah, we actually ended up with a villa that had a grand piano in it. It was like just with the. Did anyone in the family the maybe like put it in there? Wow. No, just... it was literally just became available like the week before. Wow. And they said it never have cancellations. So we're like, oh, that's all right. Wow. Yeah. Man, it when was... things are meant to be, they're meant to be. Oh, yeah. Beautiful signs in life like that. I think when you follow what you love, you see those signs like a lot clearly, a yeah. lot more clearly. Wow. Yeah, I was at a buddy's wedding. This was two years ago now. So I think the only wedding I've been at, like out of my buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty emotional. You know, it was a pretty emotional day for, for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was sick, man. So I love seeing that in a time where right now, like, relationships are different, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. They're definitely way different from when our parents were oh, that yeah, for age sure. or dating or whatever. Definitely. So it's always good to see, man. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. The knee injuries, bro. I got to ask. Hey. Is that Did that start from high school? Uh, like no. playing all those sports? This one was after high school. I was playing semi-pro. And it was uh, at – Practice. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, because those guys hit hard, yeah. man, when you're 18, tw- 19, 20 years old. Yeah, went up, came down, landed on my right foot, and my knee went inside. Oh. Yeah. And that was that. Tore everything. Oh, God. Yeah. Had to have surgery on this one. And this one. <laughs> it's the recent this one bastard. Was LA Fitness. Really? Like, literally the same thing. I went up, came down. Landed on it, knee went inside. Mm. And tore meniscus, MCL, LCL, and ACL. Oh, so, Jesus Christ. Dude. Yeah, just hoping that I don't have to have surgeries. But Yeah, I hope so know. too, man. PT. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm already walking better than I was last yeah, week. Yeah, so. yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you going to the practice. And just like in the crutches, I'm like, oh no, man. Gimping it up. Gimping it up. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that sucks. I I've had my fair share of injuries, but I gotta say, man, I'm very lucky in that I haven't had a surgery. Yeah, I mean you see, I don't I think imagine. I've broken a bone. For real. But I maybe have, I don't know. I destroyed my foot. I just never went and yeah. got a check because I, when I was in college, I just didn't have insurance. I was, you know, mm-hmm. and so I just walked it off literally. You know, it was yeah. fucking destroyed foot. Yeah. So, but now I feel it a lot more as the years go by. Mm-hmm. I pulled my hamstring, and that's never happened before. <laughs> and that was a weird feeling, dude. You feel that knot back there? Just, yeah. Oof. <clears throat> and it scares me because that's very close to my fucking knee. Yeah. You know, it was like really like back here. And so, and then I thought about that, like, man, yeah. the meniscus. And it just, when people go and get those surgeries, it's like, fuck, it seems like a never ending thing. Cause they're is, always getting surgeries. It's a long process. Yeah. Long process. Well, I hope that doesn't happen, bro. Yeah, no, I'm trying to avoid that. 
I mean, that was my last game of basketball that I was playing. So, <laughs> it's like that, dude. It's all good. I'm gonna move on to golf. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, shit, bro. We're <laughs> real close to that. Uh, what is that place? The top golf or something like that. Oh yeah, drive I'm shack. down. I'm down to go to the drive yeah, shack, yeah, bro. Yeah. I got the clubs in the car. We're we'll have to do that sometime. Yeah, we're John Prince. Just get some, uh, just whack them. Yeah, out there. But um, I'll yeah, do man. a couple happy Gilmore shots. <laughs> get a hockey stick. So, have you heard of like stem cells and stuff like that? Have you yeah. thought about that for the knee? I haven't. I'm just really trying to hope that they just, you know, that my uh, plant-based blood helps yeah, me yeah. regenerate. You, you're a vegan? <laughs> you don't eat meat? Yeah, no, I haven't. Wow. Since How 2014. Long? Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Nice, dude. And you feel that's the that's the move, that's the diet for you? For sure. For sure. For sure. Is your wife a vegan as well? She is. Wow. Yeah. That really helps out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I imagine. Oh yes. I, I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely definitely helps out. Yeah, I forget who was talking recently about like them saying that they're vegan and they can't date someone with that eats meat and someone was giving them shit about it. But I was like, Man, you're living in the same household. You gotta you eat the lot. same shit. Yeah. But my dad, man, he went vegan when I was in eighth grade, something mm-hmm. like that. So this was 2008. Nice. And he's still like that. Yeah. But he would cook us everything we ate, you know, from For our real? whole life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he'd just have his little side meal. Yeah. So, yeah, That's I just. Sure. I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> and you like was it something that if you found it in 2014 was that something that like you were having ex- experiencing things about me and what you no, were eating so at the time i was previously married really you were already for, married before yeah i was married for three years i got married in 2014 and that lasted briefly but um <laughs> That's actually what pushed me into music full time. I should say that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, my father in law at the time, he's the one, he was a vegan. And he was like, try it for a week, see how you feel. And I did. That was it. And yeah. Shit. Maybe I got to try. I don't know. <clears throat> I eat a lot of chicken and red meat or- and fish. And fruit. Yeah. A lot of fruit. I like fruit a lot. But I don't know. When I eat greens, it's just not, it doesn't, I have this like metallic taste when I eat greens. True. I don't know why. And so it's always made it hard. Certain greens, not everything, but certain greens. (laughs) And I don't know. I would say like the darker, like, broccoli sometimes which sucks because sometimes broccoli is good but then other times it tastes off to me so what about cauliflower cauliflower is good or but i gotta put that more in my diet man because i don't do that enough i've been eating a lot of noodles with some sort of chicken or beef on it (laughs) that's like almost every day it's fucking terrible and white rice 
But, you know, I want to get healthier as I get older. Yeah. I smoked cigarettes for quite a while. I definitely am sure I did damage to my body. So I want to just oh, be a little healthier for as I go on, yeah. you know? Try it for a week. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try it for a week. And I'm on a budget, so I might as well just not go by me. Just buy like yeah. some shit. Exactly. Go to uh, Sprouts. They have a bunch of good options over there. Too. Sprouts, I haven't been there. It's pretty great. That's it's right, over, it's right down the road. I think military, there. right? Yeah, military in Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. And the LA Fitness. That was the LA Fitness? Yeah, that was the LA oh, Fitness. Oh, man, I would go to the UFIT right there. <laughs> or, Damn. That was the LA Fitness. And when you go do this, are you stretching or anything when you go play before? Well, yeah. You do? I am. But I may not have this That day. Time. <laughs> that time. Because I'm terrible yeah. about that. I just, my stretching is getting Actually, on the board like and going around. I think I did stretch. Hmm. It's just, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I've had some gnarly ones, bro. I've had my fingers pushed back. I've had to pop bro. them back twice. Yeah. I've I mean, I had, <laughs> had a finger slammed in the door. Oh. Elementary school. You know, those big Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Still, still, still a little. Oh, man. The fingers hurt crooked. a lot. Yeah. Fuck. I think that was like my first major major thing. injury. Yeah. I remember my dad picked me up and rushed me to the to the ER. I oh. think it was like dangling. No <laughs> was way. Disgusting. And they sewed it back on and dude, and yeah, you play said, like, piano and you play killed. bass. Was that a challenge getting over it when it when it happened um, or it healed fairly good it, it healed, and you just played? It healed pretty easily. Wow. Just kept it the wrapped. human body's incredible, bro. I know right? we really are like Wolverines. <laughs> that goes back to why I want to fucking try and be healthier because then I, I could give it a shot, you know. That's true. Um, any advice that you would give up and coming musicians? Just keep going, keep going, like, literally, just don't listen. To the people that doubt you mm-hmm. or the people that laugh at you or, you know, and uh, don't take every yes as a, that's not it. You know what I mean? Like you got to keep going after mm-hmm. every yes, keep going after every no, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, I've just seen people like just stall out or you know they stop and then yeah they get stagnant yeah there's just you gotta keep going don't strive for perfection but strive for growth yeah and yeah yeah that's some good advice man step by step day by day yeah you know yeah because they're gonna have their own journey Mm -hmm. but those are the definitely the the elements that you need to succeed yeah, just, just keep in. pushing because yeah. you are going to figure it out as you go mm-hmm. you know from exactly. interviewing you in this podcast it's like that's what you were doing you're figuring it out as you go yeah and i think it'll be cool when you know uh, the others in soul fam and everyone listen to this podcast because mm-hmm. they'll get to see that different side of you that they might not have seen you know 
because you go up and you know for a lot of us they go up to sing with you or rap or play you know we look up to you dude and the fact that you do it all yourself and or can do it with the band we we see this immense talent and gift out of you or at least i do you know and i'm pretty sure they do they do as well so but it's beautiful if they listen to it or whoever listens to this podcast that you had your struggles and you, you rose above it and, you know, you practiced a lot. I'd imagine. Yeah. Like so <laughs> much, <laughs> so much. Cause you have to. Exactly. Yeah. But that's beautiful, man. When I, when I first, my first little experience with, um, with music, I was like nine and my mom had put me on this jazz band because I wanted to play guitar and I was terrible and we did the show and I remember just like really feeling like I was rocking dude (laughs) and I look back after the show and and every all these kids were like going wild and the guy had pulled the fucking cord the cord from the amp from my guitar oh man yeah so you know that feeling. I know that exact <laughs> feeling when you said it. I knew that exact oh, feeling. Man. And we were around <laughs> the same age too. But you know what, man? I turned around and I didn't give a shit. Because no one out, out there knew. It's true. That's what I noticed. No one out there realized it's true. that. It's true. I was just bringing some sort of charisma, which is probably what I'll stick to. I'll just stick to being a voice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any future plans with your music? What's next? You know, we keep going. Oh yeah, but I'm interested to hear what you have. Um, working on a lot of music right now. I have a bunch of features with different artists. Um, essentially, working on my album or project like that. You know, first solo album. Yeah. But, um, gonna be dropping singles as i go and then the album will come eventually and yeah, that's the move now yeah and along with that just trying to get on uh you know festival lineups and just being an open and act for whoever comes to town and stuff like that like just you know trying to get my name out there yeah on the next level of yeah. things to keep that yeah, keep, growth going. keep growing. Yeah. Keep taking it to that next platform. Yeah. Hell yeah. New music, man. And now that's what we got to do is the singles before, you know, if you want to put out the album. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because you want to put out this body of work that kind of all goes together, but people's yeah. attention spans. But it's all good. I, I get it. But maybe, fuck it, dude. Put out that album and it's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, you got it planned out. I'm excited to hear it all. And to see this and uh, to be around, bro. I'm stoked for that. Um, Future plans, music, shows, anything else, man? I got to say, I got to (laughs) say, I got to say, shout out to my wife. Yeah. Love you, Bobby. Bobby Brown. And um, how did you guys meet? My sister-in-law works with her at 
her office and apparently like for a month or so or a few weeks she was doing a bad job at selling me to bobby so bobby wasn't really interested i didn't oh, know she this was, was trying going. to link you up with her yeah i didn't know this was going on until like the day that bobby was like okay yeah and she said okay yeah because danny told bobby that i was vegan okay and she was like oh now you got my attention yeah and she slid in my dms nice that's his history <laughs> the rest is history <laughs> hell yeah. yeah that's beautiful man and she's someone that really pushes you creatively it seems like oh yeah when i uh proposed to her i wrote a song and released a music video and during the watch party like it was her first time seeing it and hearing that version of the song because I edited the song from when she heard it. Heard it. And I put the proposal in the song. And in the music video, I get down on one knee. And then I did that simultaneously in wow. person with Sick. all of her, with all of our friends watching. Yeah. And her sister flew in, her best friends flew in too. And yeah, it was really cool. And they all surprised wow. her there. That's beautiful. She man. said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we actually got married on the same date. Oh, like a year, a year later. later? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, man. For me, I've when I've ever I've been in relationships, I'm not as creative. Word. I'm more like home and you know, I'm not able to balance that. I still write really? and stuff, but you know, I'm I got out here because I got out of the relationship I was in. Yeah. And maybe that's just because I haven't met that right person yet, you know? True. But it's all good. <laughs> it's beautiful to see, man. Yeah, Bobby, she's always uh, telling me I need to finish my music. <laughs> like, this, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's she's beautiful, amazing. dude. I guess that's that's a good... And she was always like that? Yeah, she's always been... Super supportive. supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's a creative really too. Backs so. you. Oh, yeah. 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 That helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, she's amazingly supportive. She's, she got my bass for my birthday. Surprised that sick ass bass with yeah. the, all the colors. Surprised That's me with that. Got it custom painted by uh, Lola Blue in Miami. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And you guys think about ever having kids or anything like that? I mean, yeah, we're thinking about it and just, you know, playing it by ear. Yeah, so being speak. open to it, the yeah. idea. Yeah. But you got the things that you got to do. Yeah, we both have a growth that we want to accomplish. And you get to do it together, man. Exactly. So... Well, I want to ask you now, what inspires you? You know, clearly love inspires you, which mm -hmm. is, which is, I think, what most music does have some sort of love in it, you know? Yeah. Really good music, you know? I mean, life experiences to just trying to take a, a positive from different situations, like... Even this knee yeah. situation, like, uh, again, going back to Bobby, 
that she's telling me this is just universe telling you to slow down a little bit. Slow down a little bit. Like, it okay. is. Hmm. Take that in. But then, like, you know, uh, thinking about my dad, like how he he really supported me, like in everything that I did, and he would want me to keep going and doing what I'm doing, because he always told me that he was proud of me, which is was always like a huge thing to hear. Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially coming from him, like he's amazing, like seeing him play like hearing him play like he'll take a song and then he'll goad it that's what that's the term that we use for it he just turns it up to that next level to his version which is what you do you know you do that too (laughs) you take songs and you just fucking turn them into something different something that fits each person that's beautiful Mm, appreciate that wow and is is he around? No longer around? No, yeah. Wow. Uh, twenty twenty one, May. Fairly recently. Yeah, huh? I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's we probably hear it dangling. Yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, dog tag with his. He initials. was in. He was in the army. No, he was actually a police officer. Really? Yeah. That's a whole another story. <laughs> this is actually his. His uh, middle finger, oh. the fingerprint. But. Wow. Well, man, he's always around. I'm sure he's watching over you as an angel, you know, and proud as fuck probably because yeah. you're doing it and you're living your life. And even more than just um, the business side of music and all that, mm-hmm. it's very, this shit is a spiritual thing yeah. to be doing. And the fact that you're also giving back to a lot of musicians and not just fixed on your music all the time or which, you know, you definitely should have that as well and and focus on your music Mm. and have time for your, your express expressions and all of that. But yeah, man, you're, you're part of this community. We look up to you and this is, Yeah. Life can be beautiful, even though it's fucking hard. It's as shit sometimes. Yep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, what inspires you aside from life experiences musically? Like, what were your big um, inspirations with music? Um, just the fact that you can always get better. You know, like just always trying to be better than I was mm. previously. Like, in whatever sense that is, like if that's picking up a song faster mm. or playing things more accurately or singing more accurately, you know, just progressing along and just seeing the growth and feeling the growth. Feeling it, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a... I guess that's like a type of high that yeah. you get those, yeah, yeah, yeah. get those endorphins. You get proud of yourself. Like I did yeah. that. Yeah. I can feel the improvement. I can feel the growth. I can feel the maturity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the appreciation for it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Now, what about 
like were there certain bands or singers or people you heard that really you would listen to and go oh this is a sound like a sound that would make you go over and start fucking yeah. around uh so the first band that comes to mind is snarky puppy snarky puppy yeah they're just a dope like jazz fusion type band uh out of dallas they all went to uh, north texas i believe but um they put on a and you were you went to that school too no but you were in texas i was in texas that would be crazy huh (laughs) but um yeah they're they're just they're dope they're dope human beings their music is amazing it's always it will stimulate your mind when you Mm. listen to it like it just takes you places yeah it's like a little journey every song oh i like that yeah Yeah. it's pretty dope and there's like i don't know over 20 people in the band yeah (laughs) so it's a big band collective yeah yeah it's pretty large Hmm. multiple drummers uh multiple keyboardists but that's how they did it back in the day yeah big band stuff we actually uh, a friend of mine actually invited me out to dallas to see them record their last uh album like so we all sat in a room and they're in the middle and we put on headphones and they're just running through songs and you got to witness that yeah got the even like they even fucked up a couple times, which was awesome to see. Yeah, like it was yeah. just because you never see that. Yeah, when it, especially like when you see them at a concert or something. Like right, that. it's different because it's nice and polished. This is like raw. Yeah, them the in process. the element recording, and it's just yeah. Wow. It's, it's wow, man, that's crazy how life works. And you just happened to? Did you ever meet them before? Or you just happened? To yeah, get- I've actually. They have a festival in Miami every year called ground up mm-hmm. and actually let me rewind the first time i saw them was at uh funky biscuit in boca they pulled up there and me and my brother they and do a my lot cousin, of jazz we that. went and yeah we met Corey henry which wow. was huge and yeah then from there i like really became like a fan like you know mm-hmm. like those guys are awesome they're cool yeah yeah like they're human. Yeah. Yeah, they're human, man. <laughs> so they have a festival in Miami called Ground Up. Once I saw that they're doing that, I'm like, oh, I got to go. get in there. Like, let's go. Yeah. So I've been going every year. <laughs> and I go all three days. And As an observer, as a fan? As a fan. Wow. Yeah. And they have like their late night shows. I even go to those. It's been really cool. And I've actually gotten to know some of the snarky puppy members, members. Like, uh jameson larnell like the drummers and like, these are older cats cool to uh, they're yeah they're older than me i believe i think but um they've just been doing it at a different level mm-hmm. you know so it's just cool to see them. And then when I see them and they look at me and they're like, oh, they recognize you. And it's just cool. Yeah. It's cool to experience that. Yeah. And you like have the a whole, rapport with them. Yeah. The whole ground up, like that festival is such a little 
community in itself. Mm. Like it's amazing. Now you have this soul fam thing. That's kind of itself becoming a little community. Mm -hmm. Is that a subconscious result almost you think of, of being around that? Because it didn't sound like you guys, you went thinking about making something like that, but this community has a potential of your own version of that, of that inspiration, you know? Mm -hmm. That's crazy, dude. I mean, the leader of Snarky Puppy is the bass player. So, wow, <laughs> let's go. Listen, man, bass players like Lorenzo. Lorenzo is also a a bass player that really has control over, like, you know, mastery of a lot. You're in there. You're in the rhythm. You're in the rhythm, rhythm section, pocket. and you're holding some melody down, mm. some lines. So you're like a nice uh, blend. You're the glue. The glue. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. I've always liked bass, especially bass with the vocals, like being the bottom and the top. Yep. Like the same. Yeah. And you play piano. Contrast. And you play piano too, which is insane to see. Do you play piano, loop it, play bass, loop it, go sing. <laughs> Go play something else. It's it's fucking dope to watch, dude. <laughs> it's dope to watch, especially even the the civil. To, so to see you alone, mm-hmm. I like those, man. Yeah, I like those too. Appreciate it. Thank to get to just see you perform, mm-hmm. but there is something special. It is a high of when you when you're in the frequency with everybody, and it's just it's it's hard to describe <laughs> being up, you know. And so, I, yeah, just feeling that, that's what's kept me going because I could get self-conscious about my shit, you mm-hmm. know. Definitely not sounding as good as some of these singers that are just like, wow, they blow my mind. Like Cleo, man, she blows my yeah, mind. But similar, you know, we were talking about that yesterday, her and I, that she's she gets self-conscious, man. She gets nervous as shit before she goes yeah. out, she was saying. So we all got that, man. Like you said, you you realize all oh, these people are human, mm-hmm. and that's also the connection, you know. The music that we get drawn to, there's something that's uh, pulling you towards that, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, what about so subculture? Are they putting on any more events? I'm sure they are, but um, anything recent or more of those, like the Bumble yeah. Fest event. I've I was walking around that man and I was like this should happen once yeah, that's, a month. That's every year they have uh Bumblefest. Um I think that was like the I don't even know what number, but they've been doing it for a while. For a while. Yeah. Yeah, they should have more of those. That yeah. night was it was I will say this, it was a little hard to cat to see everyone I wanted yeah. to see because it, at exactly. a certain point all my homies were playing at, at different spots. Time. Yep. And so I had to bounce around. Even when I played, I was like, I would but it was really cool. The, the homies playing in the subculture alley, but yeah. yeah. And the subculture alley, um, I know Friday nights have been putting on bands there every fr- every Friday. True. Um, and it is subculture. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe doing a show there? I haven't, to be honest. I don't know. I just feel because we're at Hullabaloo like every Tuesday. Yeah. It's just, 
you know, you want to switch up the scene a little just bit. Want to give things space to breathe. Okay, I a got you. Bit so that I want to oversaturate. I but see. at the same time, I do That's play at a lot of subculture places like i play sassafras but i mean on they, sundays they own that's the thing is they just own a lot yeah, you know yeah. it's hard to yeah. it's hard to not do it but it's beautiful <laughs> that they have that mm-hmm. and now they're expanding they got a place in boca isn't dada don't they own dada too yeah we used to play there actually yeah that we one's a cool vibe for a little bit like that right one is after. a cool vibe yeah. with the fireplace right there and shit living room living like, room straight up living room mm-hmm the sound in there is awesome because of all the wood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's something special Great about acoustics. that place. And I think, do they own the Dubliner as well? Yep. yep. So, I mean. I got banned from there. You got funny banned story. from there? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck did you get Not banned Not really from there? a funny story. But did you just, get in a fight just, or something? No. Like. <laughs> this, uh, I just had a couple Bandmates show up late a few times. So we started a little bit late hmm. a few times, but I always played late. Yeah. Or I would start you solo oh, and try to make up. But mm. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. That one's a cool one, too. Yeah. It is a cool. I like the stage and everything. Yeah. The staff was always nice. Yeah. Some, but it'd be good to like expand, I guess. Uh, like you said, give it time for, like, not oversaturate and give it time to breathe. Yeah. But I think going to maybe within subculture, going to Boca from time to time or mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. You know. We used to, yeah, we used to be at Dubliner monthly, like twice a month. But Did Trey do something at Dubliner? I feel like he used to, right? Yeah, he's played with me there a couple times. So maybe that's where I saw you or- before. I don't know. Could be. Could be. That was actually one of the first gigs uh, that I had back after quarantine was Dubliner. They set up a stage outside. Yeah. It was dope. We had um, Dre and Fabe come freestyle while we were playing. It was pretty dope. It's nice. I got to practice my freestyles. (laughs) Yeah. I used to freestyle like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. yeah. And now I think it's just because I don't practice it enough. Yeah. Um, and I write more. That I've just got more into that writing. Yeah. But I freestyle. I've heard some people go yeah. up and freestyle. I'm like, that's solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I can make up like a, a stupid song about something that you're doing in the kitchen. But right. ain't. Yeah, <laughs> put a beat on. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the guy. Which I had to freestyle the other night, but I completely fucked up the <laughs> second verse. Well, at least I got the first verse in and the yeah. chorus. But after that, I was like, I mean, I can freestyle on bass. There you go. Yeah. Do you do freestyle all night, dude? <laughs> all night. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. So you started singing both while playing. Or you not um, until you were out of high school you started singing? Yeah, I started singing first, like just messing around. Did you write songs in high school at all or anything? No. Mm. Didn't write anything until But you played in after. the church all through that? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. So I was just like literally learning 
music. Do you, have, hear... do you still play at the church from time to time? No, I haven't been back. Uh, last time I was there, it was my father's service. Yeah, so and that must have been a tough one. Yeah. So it's just maybe you could do maybe you could do one every year on the anniversary or something. I know it's tough, or, but I think that'd be a nice honor honor thing, you know, mm-hmm. and a good way to get the family together, bring the family together for that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an idea. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn, but yeah. that is tough, man. I'm sorry about that. Because it sounds like he was such a huge influence and inspiration, you know? Yeah, he's actually, he actually surprised me and took me to the studio to record my first song. That's beautiful. Yeah, he played piano on it and I just sang. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, Mona Lisa, yeah. When, how old were you then? That was in 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's sick, dude. So you've got a song with your father? Yeah, he's on two of them. Oh, bro, that's sick, man. And we actually, me, my brother, and my cousin, uh, last year on his birthday, we released one of his songs. We recorded it, and I revamped it, and incorporated his original recording into it. So it was kind of like we were playing with him. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beautiful power of music, where it just outlasts us completely. Yeah. But you're able to have that moment in time captured. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. What a blessing that is for you to be able to have a song. Not many people have that, you know, to have uh, songs with their father or, yeah. or relatives, you know. I find that very beautiful, man. That's sick. <laughs> um, so he sounds like he was a very supportive dude. Athlete. And when you were doing all that, he's yeah. about it. He was, yeah, he coached me when I was young. Like, he was a coach through my optimist football years. Yeah, I mean, if and, you played semi-pro, bro, I guess you were basketball. fucking out there cracking. What what did you pl- uh, position did you play? Guard, Guard. for basketball, yeah. And for Guard, football? One, two, one through the three. Uh, for football, I was either running back, receiver, or safety. Like yeah. throughout the teams that I played on. That's what they tried to throw me on, but I couldn't see, bro. I'd go out there without my glasses. I couldn't <laughs> catch a fucking ball, <laughs> and I would just get destroyed. So mm-hmm. my football was not very long. I <laughs> once sacked uh, Dan Marino's son. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's sick. <sighs> That's he was it. playing for the uh, the Western Wildcats. No, Western Pines Wildcats. And this is Something another like semi pro yeah. team. No, that was that was uh, we oh, were when children. You were young, when you we were, were young. Ch- <laughs> okay. I was like eight. <laughs> hey, but that's hella bragging rights right there. No, right. <laughs> you play fantasy football or any of that? Uh, I did. Up until this year, I decided not to this year. No, that's because I didn't want it to take too much focus I see. away from me. Yeah, because people really get into it. Yeah, they do. And I'm already, I'm just root for my team. Mm-hmm. We we doing good. Yeah, we on the up and up. 
not have financial ties or whatever else people bet on there. Exactly. People no. bet some crazy shit, man. My homies have this bet where whoever loses their thing has to walk around with this purse with a giant like dildo on it or something, bro. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. But I never I never really watch football too much or, or sports too much. Yeah. UFC, I liked UFC a lot. I watched that. Try yeah. to watch those Saturdays. Who's your who's your guy? For fighting? Yeah. Oh, I don't I mean, that's tough to say because I respect all of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I think uh I think Cheeto Vera is gonna is gonna come up and maybe be a champion. You what know you, Cheeto Vera? I don't. He's like I think he's one thirty five. Okay. And he's from South America and think Ecuador. But he's just a dog. He's just there's something about the UFC stuff. You when you watch it, this is the most gladiator primal shit I think we, <laughs> you could get to yeah. to watch nowadays. And um, and I've always been interested from fighting and boxing. My grandpa always was watching Word. boxing yeah. growing up, and I did enjoy getting into fights from time to time when I was younger, you know, or sparring yeah. and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, my dad was a big uh, Tyson guy. Oh man, imagine that Lewis. era. Yeah, those are his. Around... Those are his. Like the, yeah, uh, brag up on. Yeah, because that seemed like it was a whole different thing. Imagine seeing that on the TV when it was popping up, Mike Tyson just <laughs> wrecking people. <That's> Quaidy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dude, Mike Tyson's sick, especially to see how he's uh evolved yeah. to now. See his uh he has a podcast yeah, exactly. and all that. And he's, yeah. I saw a clip of him and Ric Flair oh. smoking in Las Vegas on the street. I just Yeah, yeah, yeah. On I saw strip. that one too. <laughs> I was like, what? I saw that one too. They were talking <laughs> shit to each other, I think. Yeah. That Ric Flair guy's crazy. Oh yeah. Because he seems like he's still doing Coke or oh, something. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> Does I look at Ric Flair and I'm like, this is what's gonna be like the Jake Pauls and, <laughs> and Logan Paul. They're gonna be oh, a bunch God. of Ric Flairs later in life. Already kind of are. <laughs> yeah, in the 21st century way, man. And I like we're in really good times, but they're also really weird times, mm-hmm. you know. And from hearing you would talk about like the your influences and. You coming up with music, feel like you have a bit of an old soul as well. And the music shows, you know what I mean? Like to more of a classical music feel. What do you think of music now? Like coming out now? It's just always, always changing, but always with the same bass. You know what I mean? Like I... Like, I feel like uh, music's always evolving, but it's still a cycle. It's, yeah, cyclical. Hmm. So it's, there's always good music. There's yeah, always music that you may, you may ne- not necessarily Fault care with, for. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always a spectrum of things to be said. That's true. <laughs> That's <laughs> like true. Yeah, yeah. I think the cool thing about now is that 
we've we're able to digest so much of it mm-hmm. that what we put out is going to be just a mix of what interests you yeah. you know and i mean playlists help a lot oh yeah because you could find a whole genre of music yeah, based are. on one song that you heard that you're like oh that's cool sound and then you find like 40 50 more songs like it and spotify there. is cool in that sense where you the music you like and makes a daily mix playlist of oh, yeah. people you might not have heard yeah. of in that same realm i love mondays for my uh discover weekly it's, mondays it's a great thing yeah and then release radar on fridays yeah <laughs> you get on those playlists at all or um i haven't been on the spotify like an actual spotify curated playlist yet but i've landed on a bunch of others like random playlists people pick it up mm-hmm. and then the song will get a few thousand streams wow yeah from one playlist that's that's cool yeah 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 man it's just so tough now because now it's like you got to do so much shit you got to get your songs on there you gotta do the other business yeah. that you're like actually doing on the daily mm-hmm. the whole thing. just constant but that's good that you have uh, a guy with your YouTube. Do you have anyone else like managing? Do you have a manager of some sorts or it's just basically you and your wife? Um, right now it's basically me, but yeah, Bobby's, she helps a lot with different things. Um, I definitely want, want to have a manager. Yeah. So if anybody out there is hearing this and you're a manager, I can <laughs> give you an audition. <laughs> Hit me up. We'll talk. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Just definitely uh, playing it by ear right now, taking my time and focusing on, I keep saying it, but like just steady growth, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a manager person will come. I have Rob. He's like my, right, yeah. he's been. He's been doing a lot of manager things. It's more like he's been helping me really hard with like the content aspect yeah. of stuff, you know? So that's where I, yeah. But as far as a manager, yeah. it's one of those. But it's good. I mean, that is maybe something that people eventually step into like as mm-hmm. that role. Maybe someone like him or when the time's right. Yeah. But like you said, you know, maybe the universe saying to slow down. I think it's good to take time to reflect or just step back and to give your give yourself that space to like experience life and grow and then that will in turn you know be put into the craft that you're doing or the yeah. work that you put out or the songs mm-hmm. because we, I'm sure you could get burnt out. Oh, I'd yeah. imagine. Oh, you yeah. Know? Definitely. That's so. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I never play the same. I never play songs the same way. Because. Like, mm. And that helps with the growth, bro. Because yeah. you're just doing something different every time. Exactly. Like sometimes the song will be uh, reggae, and next time it'll be like straight R&B. Hmm. <laughs> just got to keep it fun. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, as long as you're having fun, bro, it's going to come out good. Exactly.
Um, and you got a you got a dog as well. Oh yes, Nova Bean, Nova Bean Brown, Nova Bean Brown. Yeah, American Staffordshire. Yeah. Yep. She's a healthy. Uh, should be forty eight pounds, but maybe like fifty. <laughs> she's eating good. <laughs> oh yeah, she's healthy. Um. Little ball of energy. She's three, so she still has oh, that yeah. puppy energy in her. They get so happy, friend. those dogs, bro. They get mm-hmm. so happy. They're yep. smiling. Whole body, whole body wiggle. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking mess right there. Yeah. That's sick. Currently man. trying to teach her how to speak. Like bark back or yeah. you know, use her voice a little bit. Well, she doesn't really bark. She does just like not even a yelp. It's like, oh. okay. <laughs> oh, so she makes some sounds like, yeah, yeah could... like she's actually trying to talk. Wow. It's, you weird. seen the people that have those things, the we loops, bro? We, They're we technically have, what have sounds. Them. You have them. I need to set them up. Set them up, man. Because I feel like we can do it. She opens the elevator door. Get the fuck out of here! You say, and hit the button. You say any command or anything? I just point at it. She oh gets, wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah, it's incredible when you have the time to spend with mm-hmm. a pet and an animal. Yeah, the connection you can have with it—that telepathic kind of thing she's yeah she knows when we're leaving and like as soon as i she knows when you guys are parking in the driveway oh yeah probably. she hears the car yeah she starts yeah yeah every time but she like takes herself home when we're leaving and just like you give her the leash waits. and she puts it in her mouth or something <laughs> no she'll go up to the leash, the leash and tap it okay <laughs> get this, like, put yeah, let's go yeah She's funny. Very smart animal. Yeah, that's that type of shit is I feel like necessary or essential in life mm-hmm. to have those connections. Mm-hmm. To, like kind of grounds us. For you sure. Know? Mm-hmm. And it prepares us for yeah. you know, family, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um I got him when I moved out here maybe seven months ago now. Word. And He's been a blessing. I was very hesitant on yeah. getting a pet because I had a cat before and had to put him down. He had cancer. And, oh, no. and so I was like, man, do I want to go through all this again? You know? Yeah, exactly. But was seeing these signs in life and just went for it and found him. And it's been a blessing, man. He's super sweet. Yeah. And I was walking him a lot out there. Nice. And he loves it. So That's awesome. But it's cool to just have that experience, especially I'm out here alone, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. So now I feel for him because I'm like, I work all day and then I, now I'm starting to go out at nights to play Mm. or this, whatever. And I'm like, man, maybe I should get him a little, like a little sister or something. Yeah. Because I could tell he's a little bored sometimes when I can't fucking go walk him out all the time. <laughs> but, Matt, it's been a pleasure. Is there anything else you may, you want, want to talk about? or? I think we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. I think people could listen to this and have, if it's an up-and-coming artist, like have like a, an idea of what they're getting into. <laughs> and... Um, and a positive outlook for it too, you know. Mm. But thank you for being on, dude. Thank you you guys me. can find Matt um, on Instagram, Matt Brown dot music, and that's Matt with two T's. Yes, 
And you can also check all his links on officialmattbrown.com. All right, bro. It's been a pleasure. All right, brother. Peace out, motherfuckers. Tell you is that you must be interstellar.